0: Welcome to Total Sustainability and in Progress, Intertech's podcast for companies committed to a more sustainable future. Today, our topic will be sustainable business for people and culture. I'm joined by uh, my colleagues, Elma Christian, who is the Business Development Director for Business Assurance Supplier Management, as well as Jenna Pierce, who is the Senior Manager for Business Assurance Innovation. Elma, Jenna, how are you doing today?
1: We're doing good. Thank you, Seth.
0: Great. Uh, so uh, I'll start this off with a little bit of an introduction. So, uh, Elma, what is your experience in the industry, and what do you do with InterTech? Uh, also, Jenna, you can uh, jump in after her.
2: Uh, sure. Uh, hi, Seth. Um, so I joined InterTech 15 years ago, and I currently work as a business development director with uh, business assurance supplier management. So. My core responsibility is to grow our supply chain assurance activities across diverse industry stakeholders and sectors. What that means, I I leverage uh, really this experience to help organizations identify our products and services that really work best for them, helping them effectively manage their supply chain challenges, as also corporate sustainability objectives. Uh, I am native to Bosnia, and I had lived there during the Bosnian War, so I think this experience really has been a driver for me, for my life goal, to contribute to protection of human rights. Great. Hi,
1: I'm uh, Jenna Pierce, and I'm currently a senior manager underneath the uh, Business Assurance Innovation Group, and this means uh, designing and implementing new products and services, uh, which will meet our customers' current and future needs. And this uh, brand new total sustainability assurance service is one that I am particularly proud of. Uh, My uh, background and specialty in Intertech is is, uh, assessing working conditions in the supply chain. So in in addition to my uh, 13 years at Intertech working in the area of CSR, I also have a Master of International Affairs with a special emphasis on human rights from uh, Columbia University.
0: Great. So a few weeks ago, Intertech launched uh, Total Sustainability Assured. You you kind of touched on that. Um, One of the standards within the corporate sustainability offering is people and culture. Uh, So with that being published, what exactly does the standard address?
1: Well, uh, the people and culture standard, uh, it's really about having the worker's heart and soul in mind. It is looking at establishing what a sustainable organization does to support uh, support employees. And one major element revolves around what one may consider as the human resources, which includes the components of qualification, training, and and employee engagement. So qualification and training is is evaluating the mechanisms in place of how a company um, ensures that employees have the competence to uh, perform the jobs that are assigned to them. For example, do you have job descriptions, you know, your performance review practices, your talent assessments, things like that. And it also looks at how they provide the training and the retraining needed for their assigned tasks. And then it moves, you know, even further to see how it values employees by providing support to advance professional development and enhance learning beyond their current tasks. For example, to expand their professional careers, um, say pursue an advanced degree, or or just training for some type of advanced skill. And then employee engagement, that's looking at the processes in place for communication uh, with employees, and looking about how you uh, communicate to them about your overarching vision, mission, and, and, and related strategies governing the business. And it also examines what steps a company has taken to establish certain behavior and cultural uh, expectations and how it engages employees by focusing on talent retention, rewards, recognition programs that that company utilizes, including um, succession planning at the highest levels of the organization. And lastly, just making sure that the organization has an effective grievance mechanism in place for employees to safely raise concerns.
0: Uh, how can those uh, human resources aspects of the people and culture standard uh, help an organization's sustainability goals?
2: Well, Seth, um, sustainability, sustainability starts with the people behind the scenes. So we believe that HR function is really critical to achieving success in a sustainability driven organization. Because a company culture is a set of values, beliefs, underlying assumptions assumptions attitudes and behaviors it's almost like an unwritten handbook of being an employee of the company sustainable performance includes a human element so in its cornerstones are passion and learning employees that feel connected we believe to the mission will maintain energy levels and enthusiasm directed toward the mission so What we find is that one of the major distinguishing features of a sustainable organization and one of the most powerful factors for their success is having a sustainable workforce. Because sustainable workforce is stable, it's engaged and committed to the organization and its goals and objectives. Uh, This uh, component of the standard. The employee engagement um, really evaluates how the organization ensures effective communication with employees how they develop behavioral and organizational culture how they manage talent attraction and retention and how they implement effective mechanisms for employee grievance process so the reasoning really behind this is to improve employees well-being and also, integrating them into a company to make it more seamless. And the reason in what this does is really gives employees more attention and makes them feel valued and appreciated. So, the outcome of this is improved productivity, happiness, loyalty, and, and a lower turnover rate. Um, when we look at the qualification and training um, component of the standard, It helps organizations evaluate how they prepare and support their employees, how they ensure competence to perform their assigned tasks in accordance with the organizational needs. And also this includes succession planning, which is very important. Uh, We believe that this is fundamental um, to sustainable implementation of their organizational goals because this continual development and growth really matters to an organization. And that includes an individual's personal development. No matter how stable an organization may be today, we know eventually things may change. So managers may turn over, um, executive leadership tenures might might end, um, business processes and needs will eventually evolve a sustainable organization will, will be prepared and, and will have processes in place. And such processes will benefit organization by ensuring their organizational sustainability, it will help mitigate uh, general organizational risks, it will help them increase resiliency and capacity to survive negative events, build bench depth and internal capacity, minimize potential crisis of an unplanned absence, and really identify organizational gaps that they might have in human resource coverage.
0: So you mentioned the human resources components. So what other components are part of this standard?
1: Well, um, well, then the standard kind of shifts into kind of broader worker issues related to human rights and worker health and wellness. And this is impacting not only their own employees, but uh, also workers in the companies of peripherals, such as those employed by their business partners, and by that we mean something like their outsourced service providers, like if they have outsourced IT staff or transportation company that they're using or using an outsourced cleaning agency, or um, if you have a canteen and those workers are coming from another organization, um, those are, are um, also, you know, in scope here, and then, of course, down to the supply chain. So in the standard, we start big with an assessment of the company's commitment to human rights. Then we help to ensure it is defined, it's communicated, and acknowledged across their own operations, including those business partners and throughout the supply chain whenever that's applicable. And this includes, you know, a due diligence process um, designed to identify, prevent, mitigate impacts on human rights. And then we dive deeper and focus on specific areas which are of most interest to sustainability practitioners, such as uh, labor practices. So the intent of this component is to evaluate how well the organization implements systems which protect employees against uh, denial of regular and overtime pay compensation or benefits, excessive working hours, um, unfair deductions, uh, harassment, abuse. Um, and the, uh, I would say, the right to freedom of association, for example. So we also, you know, look to see what risk assessments and processes are in place specific to address the issue of recruitment practices and modern slavery. These two, um, uh, you know, issues of forced labor are where the external stakeholders' expectations are quite high and can get quite complex as you dive into the supply chain and um, looking at your outsourced cleaning agencies and transport workers, et cetera. So an effective uh, due diligence program needs to be established in order to minimize unfair hiring practices and and those hidden aspects of forced labor. So the organization should also ensure that they have non-discriminatory practices in their recruitment, their hiring, their training, their promotion, their termination. Um, And and this is complemented by a clear communication strategy and messaging related to diversity targets and goals and they're actively promoting diversity at all levels of the organization. And the last component is about worker health and wellness. So it starts with evaluating the mechanism that the organization is using to address factors such as work environment suitability, access to outdoors and fitness, ergonomics, the mental health support, flexible schedules, work-life balance, and, and even access to healthy food options. And then the standard covers employees' understanding of workplace hazards, including their own contributions and responsibilities for safety. For example, we would expect the organization has a mechanism to perform hazard assessments on its processes and facilities and mitigate or eliminate hazards wherever possible. And to have, say, an emergency response plan, for example. And again, this includes not only your own operations, but how you measure and track this across your supply chain. And lastly, um, this standard ends with just meeting basic employee needs. So this includes potable water and sanitary restroom facilities, and these things which are provided for the common use of workers to make sure that the equipment of such places are properly maintained. And we seek to ensure a healthy indoor work environment, you know, free of indoor contaminants and other factors related to air or noise or temperature or lighting, those things which can negatively impact the work environment.
0: So how do the mentioned uh, human rights related components uh, that Jenna outlines help with an organization's sustainability goals exactly?
2: Mm, Right. So as Jenna said, worker health and wellness really uh, looks at organizations, processes, uh, evaluates, you know, whether they established and maintained both workplace health and safety and healthy working environment to support their worker well-being. Because of that, we know that improving human condition within an organization and within supply chain leads to improved performance, satisfaction, retention, profitability, and long-term health. And studies uh, have have shown that workplace wellness programs resulted in a workforce with um, fewer injuries but also better work performance. We've seen greater satisfaction with their work life. And for what that means for employers, uh, employers that typically offer such programs uh, will see greater output. They'll see improved employee retention. They see higher morale and, and also lower health insurance and disability costs. So we conclude that workplace wellness programs enhance working conditions to support employees And as a result, they support the overall health of the organization, which uh, in turn enhances organization's commitment to sustainability. So sustainability is about identifying and managing business impacts on people, both positive and, and, and negative. So human rights create conditions essential for sustainable development. In the pursuit of economic growth through employment, creation, and income generation, you know, these should be balanced without, with, sorry, protection for basic rights of workers. Because safe, respectful workplace practices can result in higher morale and job satisfaction. And they also foster creativity and innovation, um, including greater cohesion among organizational members, Uh, commitment to common purpose, hope for success, resilience, knowledge sharing, and collaborative capacity. Uh, UN Global Compact participants, for example, rank supply chain practices as the biggest challenge to improving their sustainability performance. At the human rights component of our standards, we look at whether organization ensure respect for human rights, uh, fair labor and recruitment practices, uh, diversity and non-discrimination, prohibition of modern slavery in its operations, but also throughout the supply chain. And why this is important is because it, it drives a culture of leading corporate citizen, including mentoring and engaging with supply chain partners with a compatible commitment and culture. And by doing so, This promotes a broader understanding within organization of how decision how decisions made beyond procurement can really affect the supply chain. So how does
0: this standard supplement uh, an organization's existing programs for human rights and ethical supply chains and uh, anything of that nature.
1: So yeah, I know a few of the listeners might be thinking that they are already doing some of these components. You know, they are educating and training their employees. Um, you may have a labor rights policy or a supplier code of conduct, and perhaps you're even already auditing your supply chain. And these often, these uh, items are often treated as kind of independent functional tasks. And what this standard does is it brings together all of the elements into an overarching assessment of a company's approach to sustainability and evaluates them in terms of the value and effectiveness of the actions. So Intertech is not prescribing exactly what actions a company must take in order to meet a rigid uh, compliance requirement. You know, one thing we at Intertech have learned from our interactions with many different companies is that everybody does things differently, and each organization knows, you know, what works best for them. We are just stating what the intent is and asking the organization to prove during an audit that the policy and mechanism that they have chosen for implementation is effective to meet that intent. And we also have subject matter experts to advise on what actions could be implemented and to share best practices. So in essence, it allows companies to showcase they have a verified mechanism for establishing a holistic process as an organization and their performance in driving sustainable practices throughout their core operations and value chain.
2: Instead, so I see companies using this assurance tool to assess and measure their own suppliers and their own business partners. It is hard for a buying organization to get a holistic view of another company approach to sustainability without really diving into their operating systems. So by asking your business partners to take part in this evaluation by assessing their own operations and their own supply chain, we believe you will have better confidence in your own sustainability story. Uh,
0: thank you, Alma. Thank you, Jenna, uh, for uh, taking the time to discuss this today. And uh, thank you for listening to Total Sustainability in Progress. Uh, to learn more about uh, Intertech Sustainability, uh, please visit us at intertech.com slash sustainability. Uh, Also, please subscribe to Total Sustainability and Progress wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, please feel free to follow us on our social media channels on LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, as well as uh, Facebook and YouTube. So uh, those links will also be in the description of this podcast.